Notes from the Upper West Side, a novel by Dan Wrench. Chapter 96, Casablanca. Jessica tried to prepare me for all the bullshit I could expect from Parp once I cut him off. Angry voicemails, emails, texts. Mutual friends pulling me aside to guilt me as in, Hey, what's up with you and Tony? I thought you were friends. And Junior. How well did Parp know Junior? Could he pull her into our little drama? But Jessica thought it was a good idea for me to get him out of my head by getting him out of my life, even with the risk of Parp talking to Junior. Unfortunately, I didn't take the prescription seriously at the time. I kept saying, yeah, that's great. And what a relief. And, you know, it's about time I did exactly that. But even on that first day when she told me to go cold turkey, there was this part of my brain entertaining the theory that Parp was my way back to Cammy. I didn't think of it in those words because I wasn't sure I wanted to get back to Cammy. But I definitely thought Parp was my way to meet another chick like Cammy. You know? It was like he had stuff going on where chicks showed up. Or he had his antennae tuned to the vibe of babes who crave cock. It seemed like sticking with him was the only way to stay in the network of busy people, including chicks who love a solid day's work punctuated by a fuckbreak or two. Like the mostly fuckable girl slobs who worked on Little Round Jewish Hat. And how else would I have met Bobby Whispers, the husband of Mondy McDade and the inventor of One for the Road, the tobacco that tastes like cunt? I know Parp's network sounds pretty small change in the grand scheme of New York flesh. I mean, we're not talking about international swingers at orgies and luxury hotels. Just, you know, people who work hard and aren't squares. So while I was telling Jessica I was going to start living the PARP-free life, I was pretty sure I wasn't going to do anything like that, even though I could tell it made sense for my long-term mental health. It's great talking to Jessica because I get loads of brain lint carted out of my skull and I can start to think about the boys and the wife and some new adventure. It's only temporary because I know that as soon as I see a really round ass on stiletto sashay into the tavern, I'm going to go right back to sweating how I might never, ever get laid again. Because as far as round asses on stilettos are concerned, all I am is a bartender. So make it snappy. But for a day or two after I talk to Jessica, it's all good. It's like the loud radio static and brown noise that we're drowning out everything else is reduced to a comforting low hum. It's like I'm in Casablanca and it's all black and white. And there's a slow-moving fan over my head. And Sydney Greenstreet is my client, but I don't have to do much except crack wise and cuff Peter Lorre. It lets me cast my mind back to Square World where I pay bills and save money. And it reminds me that Junior is on schmuck book with me and the boys.
When I got back home from Jessica's, I instantly went out to find Junior's schmuck book photos, and it was kind of an anticlimax. All of Junior's pictures were, I don't know, they didn't strike me as particularly arousing, definitely not enough to make a self-respecting bi-femme want to spend time sucking Junior's mound. There was this one of her looking especially peanut buttery with her hair all up off her nape with these little wisps that are a chick's way of saying fuck me with the back of her neck. And she was wearing one of those clingy shirts that let you see the shape and shade of her nipples. It didn't make me want to jump, Junior, but it had, I don't know, a lure. So maybe that's what Cammie was talking about when she said Junior was hot. Or... Maybe Cammie was full of horse shit when she said she looked Junior up on Schmuckbook. I looked at the little messages Junior got from other people, and it turns out she's been connecting mainly to her newbie school chums who I hadn't met yet. There was one message from a guy calling himself Humburger Humburger, which looks a little suspicious, right? That said something like, Great presentation, Cory Dahl! Junior replied with a smiley. I shook my head and gig cackled. <laughs> Nothing to see here. I clicked the browser tab shut and moved along. Notes from the Upper West Side is a work of fiction. The people depicted in this work do not exist. Notes from the Upper West Side, copyright 2022 by Dan Wrench.